Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Talk and Knicks. I'm here with Jake. We're here to talk about the worst week of Knicks basketball in recent memory. And this is coming during a season of... Uh, of terrible weeks of Knicks basketball. So, so hey, let's talk Knicks. The New York Knicks select Kristaps Porzingis. Post and toes, puffing and stuffing. Again, igniting and exciting the garden crowd. All right, Jake, how are you doing? I'm good, man. Doing are you, are good. you good? Is it possible to be a good Knicks fan at this point in time? Real, real tough. A lot of bad weeks. We It was Super Bowl week, so we were kind of debating when we wanted to do the pod. And then the Chris Stapps injury happened, and I looked myself in the mirror. One of the few times I told myself, I've got to be a man. And we have to talk about this. We, this was supposed to be the exciting trade deadline pod where we were going to make stuff up about getting Anthony Davis and things like huh. that. Kawhi's unhappy in San Antonio. I don't know. Yeah. We dream up stupid trades like that. Now we're talking about concern about our unicorn. Uh, concern about the bad basketball we're playing and just kind of what what comes next I we we still have to talk about the week that was I'll I'll let you go all right we'll talk about it we are currently on a four game losing streak since the last time we podded we uh we beat the Nets that was our one victory four and oh against the Nets on the season good for the Knicks you beat a really bad team four times which, I mean, that's actually something considering the fact that they've lost to the Bulls three times, they've lost to the Magic twice, and they've lost to the Hawks twice. So the sweep of the Nets is, is uh, good-ish. I, I don't know. It's, it's also terrible. Who cares? Next game, lost to the Celtics by 30 without Kyrie Irving. Terrible. Not much to say about it. Just, just an absolute embarrassment. Frank was hooping during the first half, and then Hornacek – just didn't play him the entire third quarter, and then the Celtics were up 16 after three, and then the the Celtics just exploded against the Knicks in the fourth quarter. Uh, Knicks scored eight points the entire fourth quarter. I mean, Frank Frank thing isn't the reason why they lost the game, but it certainly didn't help, and it didn't make sense. It's, it's just another one of those times where Hornacek just has no idea who he should put in the game. He, even when someone does a good job, he decides that someone else – Maybe they'll do a better job. I don't know. You and never Greg, know. And Greg, not not to, because we're gonna be digging a hole for a little bit. So I'll I'll just keep digging. It feels so. You know, the Knicks have been losing some games. That's that's fine. That's been expected. It is what it is. But it seems like some of the little things we've been holding on to this season, like Hornacek was doing an okay job. We were saying, you know, we were getting pretty good contributions out of the bench mob. Frank was playing decent. Jared Jack came out of nowhere, this, that, and the other. It seems like Hornacek has died as a coach. It seems like every night we're – I'm seeing DNPs from McDermott while Baker was starting. Unfortunately, he got that injury. Oh, no. Sorry, that's, that's a little harsh. But <laughs> that is harsh. That's too harsh. That's too harsh. But it seems like Hornacek's coaching has gone out the window a little bit. Jared Jack has – 
turned into Jarrett Jack. And I can't even say Chris Stapps' name. But back back to the games. I'm sorry. We beat Brooklyn. We lost everyone else. Yeah, so Celtics lost. Terrible. Bucks lost. Giannis did it to us again. He, he hit a game winner with a little over a second left. Hit a game, hit a buzzer beater against us last year, which just was soul crushing. I think during that like week span last year, we we got hit with two buzzer beaters. It was like a, a one or two week span, and we hadn't been hit with an actual buzzer beater in I don't know, like five years or something. Made up that number five, but it was it was like five years. You know, you guys understand. We we were just losing games the old fashioned way. Yeah, the teams were leaving up with with like point one seconds left or something. Um. Anyways, Giannis leaves us with that time. Hornacek draws up a terrible play, which ends with Tim Hardaway Jr., who was 1-for-13 at the time, shooting a 3 for the win. And it didn't go in, believe it or not. So he ended the game 1-for-14. Looked like the play was drawn up for Porzingis, but Porzingis got kind of double-teamed. Like, not really. I don't know. It kind of looked like he didn't really try hard enough to do anything. Uh, it, it was terrible. So on to the Hawks game. That was a, another three-point loss. The Knicks were winning. I, I just need to highlight one more thing. One for 14. That's what you just said. That's In a game you lose on a buzzer beater, that's devastating. <laughs> so just dig in the hole. Continue. Yep, yep. And that is one for 14 after a one for 10 game in that 30-point Celtics loss. And how did he follow it up in this Bucks game, Jake? Three for nine. So hey, <laughs> that's that's five for a hundred in in those three games or something like that. Around there. Anyways, this Hawks game, we're winning. We're having a good time. Everybody's having fun. Um, first half of this game, the Hawks shot thirty-seven percent from the field, and they were winning by six at halftime. To put the first half in perspective, so the Knicks were terrible. Knicks had some life in the third quarter. Took the lead. Had a lead going into halftime. Thirty-three uh-huh. points in the third. Yeah, it, things were looking good. We were looking live. It gets down to the final, I don't know, three, three, three thirty-two. I think was left when they call a, a, a phantom foul on Bazemore shooting a three. He he misses the first, misses the second. Then the ball's live. Then the, the refs <laughs> don't care. Somebody gets the rebound. We start going. We run. We run maybe our best play of the entire season. There's a yeah. backdoor. Porzingis really nice pass to Tim Hardaway Jr. for an and one dunk. It's just, it's just amazing. Then the refs say, they get together, they say, hey, he was supposed to have three free throws. Like, And the other ref was like, that was like 10 minutes ago, wasn't it? And other stuff has happened. But apparently there's a rule that if, if within 24 seconds you realize something like that, then you could just go back and pretend that that time didn't happen. So that was a big swing. That was a, a, a four-point swing for the Knicks if Hardaway makes that free throw. It was a big if, but... Uh, anyways, and no, it's crazy. If you're a new listener and an old listener, you know we said Tim Hardaway was five for a hundred, and that that stat wasn't real. What he just said was real. The refs missed a free throw. They played basketball, and they said, "Oh boy, yeah, let's let's, let's run it back from there." They played which basketball, which insane. ended yeah ended in an and one dunk for one team <laughs> that they took away. They yeah. said that doesn't count. I know, like, everything happened, but that doesn't count. The Knicks would have had, I don't know, I think they would have been up four shooting a free throw. So that's that's potential to go up five instead. 
Bazemore hits the free throw, they're up two. But that that's not what lost the game. That that certainly didn't help. But the Knicks just at last minute seven seconds, legitimately worst basketball you could possibly ask for. Porzingis is at the line, shooting two, up three, makes the first, misses the second, but Hardaway Jr. gets the rebound. We're up four with a minute seven left with the ball. Hardaway Jr., as soon as he gets the rebound, turns around and shoots a fadeaway with a defender on it, like immediately. No time off the clock, just misses, obviously. And then Hawks come down the other other end. Someone misses his shot. Kylo Quinn tries to get the rebound, but he just slaps it up in the air to Deadman, who passes it to Muscala, who hits a wide-open three. Perfect. Sure. Knicks come down. What do they do? Well, who's, who's the play for, Jake? Man, Tim Thomas, is he still around? It's an ISO for Kylo Quinn. That's not the play. <laughs> That's not the play. But Kylo Quinn gets the ball with a lot of time left on the shot clock. Nobody's moving, trying to get open. Trey Burke's the only one trying-ish to get open, but he, he doesn't do a good enough job. Everyone else is standing around, so Kylo Quinn decides to take everything into his own hands with about 10 seconds left on the shot clock and just shoots and misses because we ran a nice up for Kylo Quinn with the game on the line. All right, next play. <laughs> uh, Hawks got the ball, passing the ball around. Kent Bazemore, wide open three-pointer, and we're losing by two. So that's, that's good. So what do we do? What do we do? We, we run an inbounds play, which is... To Tim Thomas again? No, this is better, Jake. I don't know if you saw this. Tim Hardaway passes the ball to Trey Burke, who passes it back to Tim Hardaway before he's inbounds. So out of bounds, Hawks ball again. So, yeah, you didn't actually watch this game. This is what happened. I watched No, I missed I, I miss this yeah. one. I was in the mountains. So this, yeah. is, this I'm is... I'm enjoying this just as much as everyone else. Yeah, this is a recap. Um, foul. Misses, someone misses the first free throw. I think it's Deadman misses the first free throw. Hits the second. So we got our final chance. And who's the ball going to, Jake? We got one play to tie the game. We're down three. Obviously, it's going you're, to. You're going to call me crazy, Tim Thomas. It's going to Tim Hardaway. After his one for 10 and one for 14, and he is three for eight at this time. Shoot or shoot. God, that is – I'm going to do the math right now. So he was 2 for 24 the previous two games. So oh, he was 4. No, he was 5 for 32 at this point in time. 5 for 32. Missed terribly the, the most important shot of the previous game. So the, this play was actually drawn up for him. Like it, It's not like everything went wrong. This play was legitimately drawn up for Tim Hardaway Jr. after shooting 5 for 32. And he shot it, he missed it because he was shooting 5 for 32. So that's that probably the worst game. That was like a Bulls loss in, in the in the grand scheme of things. And I, meant, and then, I mentioned the Knicks kind of things we were holding on to. Hornacek was doing okay. Jack was playing. And the other big thing we had was home court. You know, the Garden's been rocking. We've been playing well at home. To lose a Hawks game at home like that, I mean, that's yeah. soul-crushing. That was, that was terrible. Welcome, welcome to the soul-crushing podcast. Yeah. So, anyway, can't get any worse than that home loss to the Hawks where we blew the four-point lead in the last minute and seven seconds left. Right, right, Jake? In comes this, bull, in, in comes this, in comes this Bucks game. 
So th this is where Porzingis gets injured in the in the second quarter. With the Knicks were winning at that point, and then they went on a little run, jumped out to a 39-30 lead, and then all hell broke loose, and and they lost by a bunch. Uh, so so Jake, what did what did you see? Let's talk about the well, injury, obviously. So yeah, the the injury was kind of funky because we're talking about. So it it looked kind of bad, but not, you know, devastating bad. It's like okay, walk it out, Chris Stapps. Yeah. And then he then he does the universal symbol for this is a really bad injury, just reaching down and grabbing his leg like that, and you know the garden goes silent. It's one of those things. Basically, the Knicks bench. You look at each other and like, do we even play basketball anymore? Like this, this is our best player. He's kind of <laughs> what we do out here. And Tim Hardaway comes out. We see Shimmy Timmy, as as was tweeted about. He starts balling. And then the roof just comes down on everything. All, all hope and souls crushed. Everyone eyeing mock drafts and how much we need to lose to get better picks. In our heads, we've traded Courtney Lee, Kylo Quinn, Cantor, McDermott, Thomas. Derek Rose, is he still on the team? Hmm. It just – I don't know, man. It it was a tough night. And I, I will say with – I don't know if this is good news. I will spin this positive eventually, but I think it's good to bottom out. And I think that's what we're doing as the Knicks nation right now. Yeah. Um, I, I'll agree with soul crushing is, is, is probably the best way to say it. Um, I also agree with bottoming out is good, but you would want to bottom out the way we did like a few years ago when they Mello was just like, I, I guess I'm injured. So they just decided to sit him out for the rest yeah. of the season. And we, you were, you've been talking about that all year because Porzingis has had lingering issues. Just just say, all right, you're, you're done. Just go sit over, have a, have a half a season off. Don't worry about it. That, but that if, was my ideal season. You, you and me <laughs> – Half joke slash not joke, but ideal season to win the championship. Yep. From there, it was, yeah, I, I respect the value in getting a good draft pick. I loved what we saw from Chris Stapps this year. The playoff experience, yeah, I think that would have been kind of cool. Would have made Chris Stapps a lot happier than some of the random stuff we hear from his camp. But we saw special stuff from Chris Stapps. Develop Chris Stapps, develop Frank, get Tim Hardaway Jr. involved get another young, hopefully stud in there. And I, you know, turn starting to get us out of the hole. Hey, it looks like a clear path to a better pick right now. That's yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I was going to dive into this a little later on, but I'll, I'll give you, how about this? I'll, I'll feed the people my full, if you want to, you know, life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Chris Stapps, we don't know the injury. I mean, what what do we think is the minimum injury here? Two weeks, a month? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, whatever Curry missed in the playoffs when when he sprained his M MCL against the okay. Blazers. I think I think that's if you didn't see it, sprained MCL would be kind of the best case. Yeah. Worst case is torn ACL, MCL, whatever you want to label it. Yeah. Either way, Chris Apps is going to be out for a month, if not <laughs> nine months. So yeah. Knicks Nation, be ready for that. And 
playoff hopes have to be just fully out the window now, right? Do you have yeah. anything that says otherwise? No, so the Knicks were were eight games under five hundred going into this game. Now they're nine games under five hundred. And the 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 eight seed, the um no, the Sixers are not the eight seed anymore. The the Pistons are the eight seed. They're five hundred. So And they just, just got Blake Griffin. Yeah, they're five hundred. They're five hundred. We're nine games under five hundred. So we'd have to they'd have to be bad and we'd have to get up to five hundred. And they're also four and zero since they traded for Blake Griffin. Doesn't look good. Uh, <laughs> so, and we we're, we're gonna have a deadline pod coming up, and I I think this Kristaps injury definitely changes things. I think where we were on the fence with, you know, Willie <laughs> Willie demanded a trade, and we all kind of laughed today. We're like, dude, yeah, <laughs> I, I get it, but like. <laughs> Just chill out for like three days because I think <laughs> this is gonna clear out. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like I we already like, we already banished a center. Like, chill out. Yeah, we we, we re- really get it, but just chill out for two days, man. Forget. Uh, if there's no action at this Knicks deadline, it, it, I I always laugh when teams start burning jerseys and stuff. But what what would be happening? <laughs> yeah, I mean this. Courtney Lee or McDermott or Thomas or O'Quinn. Cantor, O'Quinn. I, I know the O'Quinn thing, I think we've kind of changed on for some contract reasons. But yeah. either way, at this point, trades need to be happening with the New York Knicks that have the future in mind somehow. Even if they're second round lottery tickets, who who cares? The, this year is done. Yeah. And I think the the other big positive that's jumped into my head is Tim Hardaway Jr. is going to be our one. He's going to be our go-to. Jake, I don't know and if you you I don't know if you finished watching the game. I did. I did. <laughs> Tim Hardaway Jr. got injured. I watched Courtney Lee get injured. I watched Tim get in. Tim Tim's injury wasn't bad though. I don't know about that because they said he got hit, kicked in the same spot. He had the the, the stress reaction where he missed I, six six weeks. I can't deal with another Tim so. stress reaction. The only is he the only guy I've ever heard have a stress reaction? I thought they were stress fractures. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, he he jumped off to the locker room on one foot. Either um, way, he's a question mark too these days. And good. Rack up the L's. Yeah. But when Tim Hardaway does come back, which I personally, I, I didn't think the injury was bad. Hopefully it's not. Maybe it is. Who knows? But when Tim Hardaway Jr. does come back, he's going to be a number one option, which he, when we were hyping ourselves on Tim Hardaway Jr., we were talking about his kind of two months with the Atlanta Hawks where they kind of gave him the rock and he kind of turned into a 18 points per game, pretty efficient. And he still wasn't their one option. It was still kind of night-by-night Hawks basketball. When he comes back, let Tim Hardaway gun. Let him try to be a one. Let him take on the best defender so that when Chris Stapps comes back, he's built up that confidence and that skill set. Maybe he doesn't build up that confidence. Maybe it's a lot of one-for-tens again, which now we've got problems. But let Tim go at it. Develop Frank. I can I say get Jared Jack out of here? Have yeah. I said that before? I mean, at this point, unless Frank idolizes Jared Jack, he watched some Georgia Tech game in France a decade ago. 
there's no need for Jared Jack to be on this team. Trey Burke's shown enough. Frank has shown enough. Roll with it, right? I, 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 that's my rant, Greg. Save, save me from some of the stuff I just said. No, you're right. Trey Burke has started a lot of basketball games in his career. He started as a rookie. No, that was four years ago. So he's, he's experienced. It's not, it's not like you're just playing with two, two rookies at your point guard. If we cut Jared Jack, we got an experienced guard in Trey Burke, who maybe hasn't reached his full potential yet, but he's been in the league for four years. So that we're not, we're, we're, he's a lottery ticket. We're hoping he turns into something better, but he's already an experienced guy. He, he can play. Um, as far as getting Frank in the game, uh, uh, that's what we need to do. But Hornacek just insists on not doing it. I don't, to, I don't know. If, tonight, he didn't put Frank in until there was less than two minutes left in the in the second half. <clears throat> I mean, he played in the first half, but then he sat the entire second half until that in a blowout in the, a game where we were losing by twenty points. So he got the garbage time of the and, garbage time. Sorry, Greg. And at first it was we gave it to Hornacek as almost moxie, like, hey, Jeff Hornacek's out here trying to win games. Stop. Okay. Stop. Play Frank. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I don't know. Two minutes. He played the last two minutes of a, of, of a game they were losing by 20 after he had already played in the first half. Frank's had a little seat, knee soreness. So a lot of the fans, I think, thought that, okay, he was questionable for this game anyway because of the knee soreness, so Hornacek is probably just resting him. And then he puts him in the game with two minutes left, and it's just it's just so frustrating. It's like, why wasn't he in the entire time? Let that knee get nice and tight and then go out there and push it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Dodson was in, which you like to see. Burke was in, and you like to see that. Uh, but uh, just put in Frank. Jared Jack has to go. All right, Jake. Let's do this. Let's do this trade deadline thing. Stay, stay or go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you some names. You just say stay or go, and then we'll get, we'll get to it after. Um, I don't know if this. How do you want to do? You want to be wishful, or this is what you actually think will happen? I think I already gave away my wishful. <laughs> okay. If, if if you're not young with some potential, no, I'll, 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 I'll give honest answers. Of of whether you whether or not you think they'll be on the team after Thursday, yes, and knowing it's very real possibility that nothing happens because this is the Knicks, right? <laughs> All right, so Courtney Lee, really hope, really wish you weren't starting with that one. Yeah, I think that's the most important one because that's our our actual good player who we have available. Man, I'm gonna say no. I just. In my heart of hearts, I don't believe in Nick's management that they'll be able to get value and match the contract well enough. So he's staying. And I guess I guess staying. I mean, that's that's pessimistic. I no, no I, I think that's it's a, right. It's a coin flip, though, right? Because it it doesn't feel as devastating as I just sounded. Because it does seem like, man, he he is a veteran that everyone seems to love. And he's adding value playing and being around these guys. So, and the contract's not beautiful, especially when it sounds like the contracts this year, the big money's not going to be going out. I, Courtney Lee definitely wouldn't be stumbling into his contract this offseason from the sounds of it. Yeah. So I could see that being a little problematic. 
I mean, he's a perfect three and D guy for a team that just seems so plug and play that I would love to see it happen. I, I, I just don't know who there's not a ton of teams that make sense right now. Oklahoma city. I, yeah. I, I don't know. So I'm, right. I'm going to say he's staying. All right. I'll agree with that one. Uh, let's go Courtney Lee light Lance Thomas. You know, I, I can't put them together, but one of Courtney Lee, or excuse me, one of Lance Thomas and D- Doug McDermott will be gone. All right. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know which one it it's, I mean, it, it sounds like a pretty lame answer, but there's either a team that says, Hey, I can get Lance Thomas for a second round pick, a guy that can defend a little pit bit and shoot some corner threes. Or it's a team saying, hey, we need a, a three-ball gunner off the bench when we need it. Let's bring in McDermott and see what he's got. One, one of those two guys won't be here come Friday. All right. Nice one. Agree? Uh, what do you I, think? I really hope so. I really hope I agree. I wouldn't mind if they're no, both. There's no hope. Hope <laughs> is out on this podcast, Greg. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gone. I'd say gone. I think McDermott will be the type of guy you package with somebody as a throw-in. He's got a nice contract money-wise to, to make salaries match. He's going to be an under, a restricted free agent. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, Willie Hernan Gomez, Jake. This is a big one. He's got a really nice contract, so it makes him tough tough to trade. Um, Steve Mills and Perry said that uh, – if they're going to make a trade, it's going to be what's best for now and the future. And Willie's contract would make it seem as though he'd be staying. How about this? I'm going to say no, staying. But with my butt caveat, butt caveat, can you say that? <laughs> if Courtney Lee gets traded, how about it's with Willie? Because I, I, I think that would be the piece that would put a team over the edge. Because Courtney Lee's contract doesn't look beautiful. He can help a contender right now. You could get, with Courtney Lee and Willie to the right team, you could get a serious piece. Yeah. You can get that fourth piece that I've been talking about to grow with our future. So if, the, if a Courtney Lee deal happens, I say Willie's in it. All right, that's and like good. I said, I don't think Courtney Lee's going. So at the end of the day, I don't think Willie's going. He he's not going to be going in just a a normal deadline deal. Like, oh, we traded Willie for this guy. Like, no, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, he's still like a young dude for us. They've been saying they want like a, a good pick or a or a nice young piece. So like, we're not going to give you our young nice piece for your young nice piece that's been sitting on the bench for the entire season. Exactly, and every every team low-key thinks their young nice piece is better than the other team's low nice piece so that it just doesn't make sense all right jake i got some breaking news for you okay chris Porzingis suffered torn acl tuesday versus bucks oh jeez. listen so, listen to that noise folks so we're all dead inside that that's is brutal that's terrible I mean, news. what's what's best case on that 10 months um adrian peterson did six well, he's a freak of all freaks. Uh, yeah, that's devastating news. That's uh, so devastating, man. I mean, how? I mean, he doesn't rely extremely on his athletic ability, but if he loses a chunk of his athletic ability, he's not the same threat. Yeah, 
this is terrible. This is tough to <laughs> tough to tough to get this in our heads right now. At least we know we have to know that we're selling now. There's no like no, everyone no on the, everyone on the team should be available. It, Can we sell Hornacek? Yeah. Is he no. on the block? Yeah, uh, this is terrible. Uh, this is emotions, people. We, we, this is what you're listening to. We've hit a very, very big wall in our our franchise. This is our future. But, I mean, so me and you have had a, a three-year plan regardless. So we yeah. weren't planning on winning the championship next year. But uh, who's who? We need some examples of NBA players who have torn their ACLs who are, are still good. Jabari Parker tore his ACL, was good, tore his ACL again. <laughs> yeah. That, that's half promising and half terrible. It just uh, it, it feels like we're at the point in modern medicine where I, I can't remember the last time a torn ACL, one torn ACL really stopped a guy. Yeah. You know, Derek Rose had a litany of injuries. Um, Jupari, we still don't really know. It, it's Jumper. Shump, but, I mean, he's. I mean, he was he was like okay on the Cavs for a while, but then he just never learned how to shoot. Yeah, he be, he's a little bit of a head case. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it turns next year into next year was looking like a hey, let's really try to get to the playoffs with Chris Stapps to make him happy. Now it's just Chris Stapps' health, developing Frank, developing our upcoming draft pick and hopefully developing a fourth piece that we can either get at this deadline or get in the off season next year. Yeah. Need something to happen. Uh, pretty, pretty distraught right now. To be honest. I know. And so uh, I, here's, here's a question. Do we think, and I, I don't like my answer to this question. I guess that's why I'm asking. Do we think this really affects what the Knicks are going to do at the deadline? Like, do you, do you think there's, like, a Lance Thomas second-round pick trade that was sitting out there that they thought they weren't going to do that they are going to do? Um, I, I, I mean, I can't imagine it affects it that much because we were nine, it, we were nine games under 500 right now. So you weren't going to make up those nine games in the next 28 games that we have left in the season. So – but I think the image that they wanted to create for Porzingis was that they were trying, but now that he's injured, they don't even have to make that seem That's that way. That's true. That's kind of a positive spin, like the yeah. saddest positive spin ever. So, I, Man, that's tough. I mean, the, so the names we haven't really mentioned, I mean, we could, we could mention Beasley. I it seems like there hasn't been a rumor around that at all, which still blows my mind. You know what? Can we let you – no, know, screw Tim Hardaway as the one. Let Michael Beasley play like LeBron James for a month and just see what happens. I don't yeah. care if we lose every game or win every game. Kind of fun, kind of could become a part of the city. Ah, that, that rant was just pure lost emotion in the whole Porzingis thing. I guess O'Quinn oh, oh, or Cantor, Greg, do you – do you see either of them leaving? I guess O'Quinn is the most most likely, right? Yeah, so Cantor today also was looking pretty injured. He wasn't looking too good. He's a beast. He's a warrior. Wasn't looking too good. Making a lot of money. 
on his contract. And it's kind of tough to trade a big contract like that attached to a player like Cantor. We want to get anything good back. I know that's that's what a lot of Nick Nation probably doesn't understand is that, you know, Cantor gets you that 17 and 17, but he's unplayable on defense, tough contract. So if we see a Cantor trade, I feel like we're, we're not going to be happy about it. I don't even see us getting a second round pick back. We're just going to get like a bad contract back, right? Yeah, you're just going to get $19 million of, of split into two people probably. If I had to guess, um, yeah. So, O'Quinn is a different case. We we've been largely on the get Kyle O'Quinn off our team bandwagon for a while, but we, I mean, we love him as a player, love this guy, but this just his his contract and his position just seemed like the perfect person to to trade for something valuable. Um, making four million this year, so you could. Just dump him for something cheap and get a pick. Uh, you got a player option for four million next year that everyone thinks he's going to decline because he's good at basketball. But like we've been talking, the 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 market for this summer isn't looking too hot. And yeah, O'Quinn very well could pick that up. Which again, teams could be looking at in a positive light or a negative light, which is pretty hilarious. Yeah. So. Is he on the Knicks come Friday? I think he is because I think they're going to try to re-sign him. We talked about this because we, we've been talking about the center market, the way the NBA is moving away from centers. You could see a guy like him getting, I, I don't know, two years, $13 million. That's, that's nothing. Yeah. So, yeah, you'd want to keep him around for that amount of money. I mean, guy like Tyreek Evans just signed for the league minimum. And I was reading an article that says that there's going to be a lot of players this summer who are good players signing for the minimum. And if you're Kylo Quinn, it, it, you hear that sentence and you have to think <laughs> you're like you, you're the picture that pops up in yeah. that sentence. Like two years ago, yes, you would have cleaned up. Next year, it's not looking so great for you, which is tough. But yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm going to say Kylo Quinn's gone. And, uh, yeah. I, I don't think it's the value we're looking for. I think it may just be a second-round pick. But at yeah. this point, with where our season's heading and you're the Knicks, why not? Why not get, why not get Willie on the floor? Just yeah. – I, I, <laughs> why, why not, folks? <laughs> yeah. And uh, maybe we have an Araldus Chapman situation where we send him on his way and then we just pick him up again. Yes. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, but in reality, if we sent him on his way, he'd probably go to try to find some team that, that's, that's closer to winning. One of those darn winning teams. Yeah, but shucks. Um, oh. All right, I got, I got an important one. So this guy doesn't uh, ha- necessarily have to be traded, but is he going to be on our team for the rest of the season? Jared Jack. Jared Jack has to be off the team in the nicest way, or at least <laughs> – at least almost go full player coach Joe Kim Noah when he was still nice to us or go Carmelo fake injury. But, Mm -hmm. and, and again, I, it's going to come off harsh now because Jared Jack gave us a lot. He, he gave us hope for a month and a half, two months that we didn't think we'd have it all this season. And I, 
I thank him for that. There was a couple nights where he balled out, which was yeah. kind of cool to see. But if you're Jared Jack and you're the Knicks, like what need do you have for each other at this point? You know, I I see him buy out Washington Wizards, something like that. No, if a team if if it is a trade, it's going to be one of those trades where there's the clause in the contract where the it's like, well, you get our pick if it's pick fifty six through sixty. <laughs> yeah, and 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 it's like, well, if that doesn't happen, then it's just nothing. Yeah, but Jared, Jared Jack can't finish the season on this team, right? Yeah, so the, there's two things. He either can't finish the season on the team because we we just cut him and we just take a flyer on somebody, anybody really, on a ten day contract, or he just takes Ramon Sessions' seat on the bench and he just never plays, which which is also a option. Which if he wants and Frank likes him and he. If Jared Jack's the kind of guy that wants to be a future coach, like I have no qualms with that, but he cannot be taking minutes away yeah. from Frank. Never mind Trey Burke. Yeah, he, so he could stay on the team. He just cannot play. Is that's our rule? Um, the Storielli right. syndrome. All right, I think I got the last one here. Michael Beasley. I I mentioned the bees briefly, and I went on my kind of scared rant when I was still thinking about Chris Stapps in the back of my head. I I honestly don't think you're going to get any value from I I don't even think teams would throw a second round pick which again I just having seeing him play for a ton of games this year this guy could add a lot of value to a team but I just think the name on the back is going to scare teams so I'm man I'm team Keith Beasley find out find out what he really can do we've seen him have 30 Point nights, we see him come off the bench and be an absolute dynamic player. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I was half joking and a little emotional. Give him the keys to the kingdom for a month. Let's let's make Michael Beasley the two pick he was that never get fully got his chance. And if you're laughing, you should be a little bit. If you're believing in it, you also should be a little bit. This guy has done some special things on different nights this year. And if you're the Knicks. Hey, maybe he does this and the other teams don't buy in and you can get a guy that's a really valuable asset and sign him to what turns out to be a really nice two to three year deal or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Cause but there's <laughs> while I say that, I don't I don't think there's a GM in their right mind that's going to offer the Knicks anything. Yeah. All right. Um yeah, so they got him for the minimum this year. You can see him maybe getting him back for the minimum next year. Uh, and I, I mean, they could do that, or I, again, what if they sh- if he shows if if he shows a little bit of what he shows in his good game, or if he just shows a consistent, I don't know, like if Michael Beasley had fourteen points per game the rest of the year, none of us would be shocked. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I, I I don't have all the contract stuff laid out in front of me, but God, you could you could throw him a two year two-year, $8 million deal, and it could really pay off for you. I, again, those those numbers aren't exact. Don't listen to those at all. But No, but that sounds right to me. You could have a very team-friendly Michael Beasley contract, which <laughs> a lot of words that nobody expected to be together at any point. But I I don't know. I just – he doesn't seem like there's a way that he would – a team that would really – dig him enough to take a bite. You know what? 
if if Courtney Lee's out, he's in that trade somehow. How about right. that? That's yeah. that's what I'll feed the people with. Yeah, that's what you're gonna say about everybody, I guess. Yes. All right. Well, I mean, I think we covered most of it. Unless you got more to talk about. No, I, th- I think we showed some people some raw emotion. I think that's what the people need. Um, and yeah, we we were excited. We were excited. <laughs> excited is such the wrong word. We we thought we had to talk about the trade deadline. We were excited about that. And then the Chris Stapps thing just kind of threw the final wrench into everything. And it's uh, a sad night for Knicks Nation. Even if, even if you were wishing to tank in whatever way possible, this was, this was what, the worst case scenario? Yeah, this is absolutely the worst case scenario. Maybe the only worst, worst case is I could think of is Andrew Bogut's arm injury that never healed so he can't shoot normally. Like that, that that's the only only thing I could think of that's worse. So that's that's pretty bad. So <laughs> I think do we just wrap it up with like a hug and kiss your loved ones tonight, something <laughs> like that? Like that's Seriously. that's that's honestly what it feels like. And yeah. we, uh, I don't know. The, the, sorry, we'll we'll be back soon. We're we're going to do a, a post deadline pod maybe again this week. Which you 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 want to see emotion? There's either going to be some real highs or real lows because there is no excuse for the front office to not do something. Yeah, there's. And, I, and that's that's not that's not an obnoxious fan saying something because I feel like that could be something an obnoxious fan would say around the deadline, whether it's it's some team yelling about the end of their bench or some player they like. The Knicks have to do something. I just yeah. clap my hands like an angry person. If if the Knicks team looks the same as it does right now, that would be very bad. Um, and even if 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 there's one player gone, that's not enough. There's yeah. got to be – you want to see three guys not on this team anymore. I don't, I don't really care who they are other than Porzingis can stay on this team. Get rid of anybody else. And Frank's staying. Porzingis, Frank. Dotson's probably staying. Everybody else, <laughs> do, do whatever. Who cares? If, if some team's trying to finish a trade with Dame Dot, just take them. Yeah. I know. We're just, we need something to happen. Uh, <laughs> prayers for Chris Stapps. Prayers for a trade. I, th- I think that's pretty much all I got, Greggy. That's what we got. We, we hope Chris Stapps gets better. Um, hopefully he's back for for sometime next season as early as possible we'd, we'd love we'd love to see him our favorite player so get well Chris Steps we'll talk to you soon <laughs>